No, but it's like we finally have a routine here and we finally are in a committed relationship. And by that, I mean me and you guys and this freaking podcast. Okay, that was uncalled for. Welcome back to another episode of The Miscongeniality with Eli Rallo. That's me. I'm she. I'm so excited for today. Um, I said that because I feel like I sat down to record this intro and I was like, wait, we're like, we have like a routine. Like we're, we're doing it. Like we've had guests. Like we put out a weekly show and then like we all talk about it and it's fun. Yeah, that this might not be making a lot of sense, but that's how I feel. And I'm really grateful that you guys are excited about it. But okay, I'm trying to think about what we were discussing the last time we talked, and I'm pretty sure it was right before Halloween weekend. It was right before that. And you know what? There's reality and there's expectations. And I've never been one. I like hype things up way too much. And I, I, I do this because, and I realize this today, I love the party dress. I don't really love the party, if that makes sense. Like, when I was a little girl, I loved getting ready for a party. Like, I loved my mom, like, picking out my outfit with me and, like, putting the bow in my hair and, like, helping me put my shoes on and, like, driving me there. Like, I loved that part of it. But I never loved the party. I loved, like, being picked up with the goodie bag. And I feel like that's so true for me still today. Like, I'm getting ready for a night. Um, Right now in the city, I have an event for Cynthia Rowley and then I'm going to see Jagged Little Pill. Not anything major, but obviously want to look nice. And so I was getting ready and I was like, wow, I just like love getting ready before going somewhere. It's like special. And so I feel like that's how I felt like about Halloween. Like the most fun moments for me were lived in the like parts that weren't actually the event. So Thursday I went to the VIP lists fairy tale party. It was really fun. I drank a little too much um happens to the best of us also they're sponsored by a vodka company and I don't handle vodka like I handle tequila so that obviously um so we did that and then it was fun I went as Tinkerbell and then on Friday night I went as Denim, Brittany, and Justin with Avery to the paper magazine Nate party at the box and honestly it was the most fun night I've ever had out in the city which is like weird to say because I had different expectations for what the event was going to be like, but it was still amazing. Um, I I just thought it was artistic and sexual. It was it's like a burlesque club that's been closed for two years and there was an open bar and the drinks were to die for. And Audrey Peters and her boyfriend came and Davis and we all just had such a good time. Um, And I just felt like that was my moment. Like there wasn't a lot of people there I knew and I was just like having the best moment and the most fun so that was Friday night but we still got home at one which is like my ideal and then Saturday we had a little soiree here and it was really fun like again like I love the party dress not the party like we set up for the party all day and it was like so fun like eating dinner and like waiting for like the time to start that we could like get in our costumes and like pour a drink and like the music was on and it's like you feel that party vibe in your apartment so that was really fun but then literally um Avery and I hung back to like clean up a little bit and everybody split off and went to one of two bars and we were like whatever one is the shorter line is where we'll meet them and then one thing led to the next and we're like we're not gonna go out and he was like but it's Halloween should we and I'm like Halloween is just a day like we just had so much fun at the pregame we had so much fun last night like if we're not feeling it we're not feeling it and we went to bed and it was just freaking magical and then my roommate and her boyfriend came home 20 minutes after we decided not to go out so like Was it that fun? I don't know. Who's to say? Everybody had a different experience. But I just think like on all of these big holidays, like Wednesday night before Thanksgiving and St. Patrick's Day and whatever, like there's such high expectations. But like the best night of your life is going to be a random Thursday in the middle of June that has no correlation to a holiday and you hardly got ready and you wanted to go out at the last minute. Like literally my mom and my dad met in one of those situations and like arguably that had to be their best night of their life going out like my mom was just getting out of a long-term relationship and she was like moping around the house 
And her friends were like, you have to come out with us. And she's like, no, I'm not coming out. And they like came over, picked her up, forced her to put on an outfit and come out. And she literally met my dad that night. And it's like it wasn't the 4th of July. It wasn't Halloween. Like it was just a random night. So like honor those random nights because honestly, they're just as fun, if not more fun than a holiday weekend. And we put pressure on the holiday weekend. So then we get disappointed. And I hate that. Like I kind of just took it as it was. And it was really fun. And I loved getting ready. And I loved drinking wine with my friends and dancing. And it was great. So that was that that was the moment um yeah so that was Halloween I kind of forget where where else we were honestly before that but I am now realizing that I need to write salt in the city because I skipped last week because I was too busy and that's overwhelming to me because I know what I'm gonna write about but it's still like sitting down and writing is gonna be a tomorrow me problem anyway pulling back relaxing a little bit I'm going to Nashville this weekend we leave on Friday and I've never been there and I realized why I've never been many places in the U.S. is because when I was in high school when you like hit the age that your parents start wanting to take you like maybe on a trip somewhere because they know it'll mean more to you because you're like you know 13 14 my mom got an autoimmune disease and she couldn't travel so we did a lot of staycationing probably saved a shitload of money And we would go like up and ski in Vermont and drive there. And we took like a few trips, but it was always a hassle and always a risk with like where she was in her illness. She has late stage Lyme's disease turned Meniere's disease, if anyone's familiar. Um, Luckily, it was a really scary time in my life. I really don't talk about it much, um, but they just didn't know what was wrong with her for like four years. And it was like in the hospital pretty much like certain times in my life, months straight. Um, And... Meniere's disease the thing about it and I can't believe we're getting into this but whatever it isn't fatal like it can't kill you um I hate that word god but it is debilitating and a lot of people end up severely depressed because of its side effects basically what it is is it's an inner ear imbalance basically you'll go deaf or half deaf and your balance will be thrown off and you'll have like tinnitus in your ear like ringing Um, So my mom's deaf in one ear, which doesn't really matter that much, I guess. But she, yeah, she was really down bad, like for most of high school and some of college. And obviously we would prioritize her well-being over anything else. And like she was the most strong, brave mom, like through all of that. But I kind of like trauma response shut it out because like it was a lot. Like the way that she would always end up in the hospital is that she would get massive vertigo episodes where Basically, they would think that she was having a heart attack because her blood pressure would drop so low and she would start like throwing up and like passing out and we'd have to call 911 all the time. And it was like traumatizing to watch that happen to your mom or know it could happen at any time. So she couldn't really drive herself anywhere until they figured it out and could like provide her the medication to like at least help. Um, So now she's better. I mean, you can't also you can't recover from it. It's a forever thing, but it comes in waves. And if you have the right meds, you can help yourself with it. Um, and so now she can travel and obviously we're still careful, but I realized that I had, I've never been to Florida. I've never been to California. I've never been to North Carolina, South Carolina, Maine. Like I'm naming all these cities that I feel like are big cities in the U S New Orleans, Nashville. Um, what else? Like actually name a city in the U S I haven't been. And I didn't go until I was in college. I had never been to Chicago till I went to Michigan in college. I had never been to like Phoenix or anywhere in the Southwest or Texas until I was in college slash out of college just because like my mom was ill. We didn't go many places. And also it's a privilege that we even got to consider going anywhere to begin with, but we just didn't go anywhere. So I feel like I am the most useless human being when it comes to United States geography and knowing things about cities because I haven't been to any cities. Like now I'm starting to diversify because I'm like an independent human being who can like book her own flight and go. But when I got to Michigan, I think the only places I'd ever been was New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Delaware. So like places you could drive around here. Vermont. I'd been to Kansas and I'd been to Washington State because my cousin lived in Washington State. My other cousins lived in Kansas. And I think that's it. Oh, I'd been to Washington, D.C. on my eighth grade field trip. I've only only been there twice in my life. Yeah, I think that's it. I just wasn't a very like nationally traveled person around the United States and it's weird because it is pretty easy to get around here like no I've never been to California still never been to Florida still I went to Disney World one time when I was an infant but I don't count it because I just don't remember 
Um, so if anyone has any recommendations, actually, I would love to have them because me and my best friend are thinking about doing an Airbnb for like a holiday gift for our boyfriends and like travel somewhere and like take a road trip. Um, and I would literally love to hear any recommendation of a city that you love in the United States. Like we really want to see Montana. I really want to see the Dakotas. I want to like travel to all the states. I mean, or try to. That would be cool. So back to Nashville. I've literally never been to Tennessee, never been to Nashville. I've never been to any southern state other than Texas. Never been to Georgia. Only Texas. Um, Or does Arizona count? I visited my best friend there in college. I don't know. So anyway, I've never been to Nashville. But I like ate Austin up. I was like, this is insane. Austin is the coolest city in the world. And everyone's like, you're going to like Nashville better. I don't know if I'm going to like Nashville better. We're going to have to wait and see. Like, we're going to have to honestly wait and see because I loved Austin so much and I don't really know our plans. We were going to surprise someone and then he had to find out because he brought something up to us that he was doing over the weekend and we were like, you can't do that because we're coming to visit. But I'm really excited and we're flying spirit and I'm so stupid. I'm really not stupid. I'm silly. I was like, let's fly spirit because it's cheaper but it was only marginally cheaper and they don't include a carry-on. So now we have to pay $100 to get a carry-on and it's effectively the same price as if we didn't do that and we weren't flying Spirit. Honestly, great tactic by them. I think we're going to take one carry-on bag is what we've decided and like 80% of it will be mine and 20% of it will be his and then he's going to pack the rest of his stuff in a backpack. And no, I don't feel bad about that because I have boots and shoes and makeup and things and jackets and sweaters and I want to have different outfits. A man can put on jeans and like a shirt and he could just wear that for four days. And as long as he doesn't smell bad, I frankly don't care. So (laughs) I'm a little stressed about traveling as usual, but we're letting it slide and we're letting it happen. And then when we come back, it's kind of like one thing after the next and then I'm going to Houston and then I'm having Thanksgiving and then it's going to be the holidays and life's going to be crazy. So I have guests lined up for the next couple episodes. But if you have someone that you'd love to hear on the show, let me know. I think whenever we go to Houston, we're going to record an episode with Avery's parents that I think will be so fun and that will live and breathe in memory if we ever break up. Anyway, though, today I have such an exciting guest. I know she lives on your For You page because she lives on mine. You might know her as Girl Boss Town. You might know her as the girl with the PR moves. I know her as Robin. I don't want to brag, but I was the first person to follow her that had a TikTok following. When she had like 3,000 followers, I followed her because I thought she was so funny and she came up on my For You page. But anyways, if you haven't checked her out, you should. But this conversation is amazing. We talk about like becoming viral on social media because she's 27. So it's really interesting. Like we have this amazing conversation about going viral and like finding your place in your late 20s we have an amazing conversation about pop culture and I'm just so obsessed with her she's so smart I can't wait for her to come visit New York and like we can actually meet in person so I hope you love the episode I will see you guys next week if you need anything DMs are open I love you very much and without further ado like let's get into the episode all right guys I am so excited because I feel like in about two weeks, this woman is going to be simply unattainable. Like there's going to be no way to get in contact with her because every other fucking person on the planet is going to want to talk to her. And you might know her as Girl Boss Town. You might know her as the woman that has quite literally created a brand new PR face for every single mega celebrity and TikToker that you follow. And I'm so lucky. And honestly, I'm going to be a hipster here and let you guys know that I followed her when she had 10,000 followers, like actually, because she was making videos about the Kardashians and I was lying in bed watching them. And now look at her now. Like I knew there was some potential there like this. She's just amazing. So Robin, thank you so much for being here. You guys might know her as Girl Boss Town, which is what I have on my Google Doc here. I have Girl Boss Town podcast notes. Yes. Well, I was going to say before you said it, you were the very first like TikToker with numbers to follow me. Like I, I think it was even before I had 10K you were the first TikToker to follow me. I'm like, so... You, were, you knew it before I was cool. I honestly just, like, I, re- I forget what video it was. Two Kardashian videos came up on my For You page, like, back-to-back that you made. And I'm very much on Kardashian talk. It's, like, the shit that I watch. 
And then after a while, because I was engaging with your videos, so many had come up. And that's what it always is for me. Like I follow someone when I'm, I find myself going to their page to watch the other stuff. And I was doing that. So I was like, fuck it. I'm biting the bullet because like, I feel like I watch my following page when I want to be comforted. So I always make sure that the content that's coming through is like stuff I want to see. And I just love all your stuff. Like from day one, everybody should scroll back. (laughs) I think it was the Entenmann's cake. Like when I talked about Kylie's favorite cake being the Entenmann's cake. Yes. And I like knew that because I feel like I knew her. That one like blew up. And I think that's like when Tink started noticing me and all of those. When I was, it's always the TikToks like you put the least effort in because yep. I love how Tifi, I don't know how to say her name, but she does like a lot of celebrity deep dives. And like that's just like how my brain works. Like I love pop culture. I love celebrity. I love Kardashians. So I was doing deep dives, but then I started to show just like, the like fangirl side of me of being like, oh, like I know Kylie like, is in New yeah. York and eat Benjamin's cake because like I just like know her. And that's what started to blow up. Um, just showing like my freakish fangirl side. So yeah. I'm glad that that's comforting for you as well because I feel like we all are the same yeah. in which we we know the Kardashians so well, um, even though we don't. But like I do. Yeah. Wait, I, I, I just remembered what it was. It was when you were saying what their orders would be at fast food restaurants. Yes, what the Kardashians would order Chick-fil-A. And the thing is, it's so real, but only somebody that's so obsessed that's watched every episode would be able to get it, na- like, dead ass. Like, it, it was so good. Yeah. Like, literally perfect. That's, and that's just how my brain, like, functions. Yeah. And, like, my entire life... I've just like said these outlandish things about like people in pop culture and my friends are like you like if you only put this towards something useful like you would be so successful and now I'm like well yeah here I am I feel like such a common thing and very similar to me like I people always ask like oh how'd you get started and I'm always like I was obsessed with Instagram and making content but nobody would listen so I didn't say anything like I would just make it in my phone notes and like be quiet about it and it's also it's crazy it's like so obviously um a little background yeah so girl boss town um I'm from Boston so it was like girl Boston I love it girl boss kind of like a play on like girl boss culture kind of like making fun of it at first um and I lived in LA for two years and then I had to come home for like family reasons and me and my roommate from LA we started a podcast called girl boss town and it kind of it had a little bit of traction we did it for around like a year and a half two years very pop culture same things i'm talking about on tiktok but it never like blew up or had a following so um after that ended um because my co-host went back to school i still kind of kept up with the instagram posting my pop culture stuff um doing all the things i'm doing now and it was okay but then with tiktok um, I started doing everything that I've been doing for the past two years on a podcast or on, um, Instagram. And that's when just showing my personality, it just, it, it took off. And I think it's because of TikTok's algorithm, just like putting me with like the yeah. right mind that like also think like me and grow. Totally. So yeah, I did like kind of blow up in a week, but I've always wanted to do this Yeah, and have been doing this. I think it just shows that like, you just need to be consistent and like then like the right people will find you and then you'll find me also so backtracking again like what did you study in school what do you do for work and we're gonna get into like all the tiktok stuff but i'm just curious so i went to the university of new hampshire i studied communications and then my junior year i got into like a post-grad program at ucla amazing for media studies um, I went over to LA for the summer and did that postgrad program and through that postgrad program had a little bit of like internship experience with Warner Brothers uh, and this was back I'm old so this was back in like 2015 2016 you have perfect skin like, com- you look so you look like you're 20 your skin oh, is glowing thank you. Um, so this was right when social media started like companies started utilizing social media to do marketing, but it was very, very new. So with my internship with Warner Brothers, we were like launching this new show called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and um, our like internship UCLA project was to like use social media to like roll it out. 
Um, and I remember doing that and being like, Oh my God, I'm obsessed with this. Like this is everything. So after college, I moved out to LA. I started working at an agency and had like a PR internship, very lower level, very like mailroom, very like literally just doing FedEx labels. Like I could not be creative. And that kind of was a rude awakening for me because I was naive. I thought, oh my God, I'm going to be able to use all my creative ideas. Like, I'm just going to be able to like hop onto the scene, but working in an agency, like you don't get to do that right away. Obviously you have to earn your way up. Um, But it kind of did put a little bit of a damper on my creative side and made me think like, do I really want to like do this? Like, even though I am so creative, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. So I hopped from like marketing job to marketing job in LA something happened with my family. So I ended up having to come home to Boston and I did marketing at like a medical company, just like normal nine to five marketing, which was like Salesforce, like not creative at all. And this year post pandemic, I was like, you know what, honestly, if I have to work a nine to five the rest of my life, like I want to do something I enjoy. So I'm just going to go back to school and I'm going to go to like esthetician school and get into skincare, makeup, like that whole like medical spot industry, maybe open one of my own and use my creative like marketing ability to like market that. Totally. Because that's the only other industry that like I'm super passionate about. Um, and it was obtainable because I just didn't think like what I wanted to do was obtainable. Yeah. So I quit my job. Um, I got like a waitressing bartending job and my school was supposed to start in November for esthetician school. And then since I was just like bartending and waitressing, I had so much time on my hands. And that's when I really started to make these TikToks. And that's when this whole thing kind of like exploded. So now um, I just like took it as a blessing in my life. And it's like, okay, actually, this is the direction I'm going to go in. And this is giving me these opportunities that I've always wanted. I mean, it's kind of like when I gave up on everything, I was like, that's it. Like, I'm just going to start back at square one, go back to school. I have nothing to lose. I'm just going to post myself on TikTok that all of this kind of like exploded. And now I'm basically being able to like create my dream career path. Yeah. Um, It's crazy. It's it's so like amazing. And I think that the pandemic actually did that for a lot of people where it was like, you have time, you have grace, you have a little bit of like a lost feeling, like put yourself out there because you can't really lose anything else. Like everything has been lost. And I feel like that is so much of the reason why we have so many people like yourself that were able, and and I guess myself too, were able to just like create a career that we didn't even know. Like what the fuck? It's crazy. And also I think it's like, people always on my page are asking like, what do you do for work? Like, what did you go to school for? My DMs are flooded with girls being like, Hey, I'm a communications major at the university of blah. I would love to pick your brain about like your career path. And I'm like, I'm definitely going to talk about this more on my TikTok, but I'm kind of, and I did a little bit, but I'm kind of like, look, I went the traditional route and like, it almost like made me want to like not be creative at all. And some people will do so well in the traditional route. But I was just like, it's not as like cookie cutters people think like people think that like oh I went to school and I studied marketing and PR and now I'm doing this and now I'm like having meetings with all these people like no that's not what happened at all like I had to find Anisha I had to like get beaten down I had to like fall on my face and I had to like just like take this path to get where I am today so it's hard but I'm just kind of like you'll figure it out like if not in like a harsh way but it's like you're gonna take a job that you think is your dream job and then you're gonna end up hating it. oh and totally the opportunity like it's all about like your path and it's all happening the way it's supposed to because like there I feel like there's this is a really difficult time in just like everybody's like excess I'm older I'm 27 but like for 22 year olds who are in college who are watching like influencers and tiktokers like blow up and like have these massive careers and then they're just getting out of college struggling to find their nine to five but they want to use their creativity but they don't know how it's like i feel like a lot of gen z is lost right now especially with what they want to do with their career path or like maybe feeling like a failure being like hey i wanted to be a teacher my whole life and now that i'm a teacher i make x amount of money I, i can barely make a living and i'm seeing these people online make quadruple what I'm making and like it, it, did I make the right decision like it's super competitive it's super mental like yeah it's everybody thinking like I'm not doing the right thing you yeah. know what I mean and I 
in that headspace. And like, I bought into that headspace when I was in a PR agency originally where I was like, look, like, this is not what I thought it's going to be. Like, I'm not happy. What am I doing with my life? Like, I'm so lost. Literally like three months ago when I decided to go back to school, I was living on my friend's couch. I didn't have a job. I was like looking for waitressing jobs. And now I'm, this isn't even to brag, but like now three months later, like I'm in meetings with massive companies and celebrities who are like asking my advice and asking for like my creativity. It's like, you just have to take your own path, believe in yourself and like, just know that like whatever you want to do, like you can create your own lane. It's, but it's not going to be easy. Like you're going to fall on your face. It's going to be difficult at times. You know what I mean? And don't look online and be like, Oh, like, compare yourself to other people's careers not even from influencers but like like people that you know yeah because like for the longest time I was looking at my friends who were genuinely happy at their nine to fives and like they just want to like stay in the town that their nine to five is in and create a family and I'd be like I wish that's all I wanted and there's nothing wrong with that but I was comparing myself to them being like, well, they're so happy just like doing their nine to fives. Like, why can't that be me? Yeah. But if I was happy or like, I just pretended I was happy with that. I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah. I had a really similar experience to you in college where all of my friends who I lived with were going into like business and um, like psych and like things that like had jobs laid out for them. And I majored in theater and I wanted to be a writer. Like I was kind of all over the place and all of my friends had jobs like senior year day one they all have jobs they're all so excited I have no idea what I'm doing and I would like cry to my best friend and be like I wish I wasn't this way like I wish I was good at something else and she would literally be like Eli I'm happy like I'm all good but I'm not passionate like do you know what I would do to be you and like be passionate and that's when I realized like we all have our own path and like I'm just gonna embrace the shit show until it works out yeah exactly (laughs) and it's just like there's so everybody has their own thing like even deeper everybody has what they want out of life and like you just have to look at like bigger picture not even career but like what do you want out of life like do you want just like stability like do you want to have a family do you want to like chase your dreams in your career like just focus on that like let everything else be the background noise and like once you start to focus on the things that like, actually make you happy that's when you're gonna find success whether it's like financially career-wise, love-wise, life-wise. So true. So I'm so curious, like, who was the first? Because I I think I didn't – I've seen all of the PR videos, but I don't know who the first one is. Like, what was the first one like? Like, what was that like for it to blow up and you'd be like, wait, what the hell? I – it was Madison Beer. Okay. Um, I was sitting on my couch, and I've – like, I like Madison Beer. I've been a fan of her for, like – since she got discovered by Justin Bieber, and I'm a massive, massive, massive Justin Bieber fan. Um, but she's also one of like the most hated people on the internet. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself after watching like the D'Amelio documentary, I was thinking to myself, I was like, as a society, since we feel like we know these celebrities so well, like we need to have empathy for their success. And if somebody is pretty and talented and like making their way in the industry, they're automatically going to be hated instead of like maybe 10 years ago, people would be like, wow, like that's amazing. Like can be fans of them. We as not, we as in like me and you, but like as a culture, we tend to like hate on those people who get success easily and are beautiful and talented. And I think that is changing the game in PR, like with cancel culture. It's like people need to make themselves relatable in a way that allows their audience to like be empathetic towards their success and their feelings, which I think is like hard to do. And I was like, Madison Beer is the perfect person who like needs to do this because she's so talented. She's beautiful. She has great music. Like she has great taste and style, but like she's not as big as she could be. Yeah. And then I was like thinking like, oh, like what would I do if I was on her PR team? I literally was like a random whim and I just posted it. And then Indy Blue, who is like one of my favorite people in the world, my favorite influencer. She's just everything. She commented, what would you do for me? And then I made the second video off of that. And that's when the series just like took off. Exploded. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. And OK, this follow up question, you might be like, I can't say. But based on what you can say, who is like the coolest person or brand you've been in contact with that just like either commented or like 
did something or like you got to do their PR package that you were like freaking the fuck out like holy shit this is crazy yeah um I I can't say like brands but I will say like people that have like followed me and reached out to me um about this are I would say like the D'Amelios like Heidi and Dixie um and like the D'Amelios team and then also Nessa Barrett yeah so um, cool. followed me on both and kind of DM- we've like talked and then Tana with Mojo and yeah. I have talked um yeah just like all these like people that I've like looked up to yeah um reached out to me and some obviously I can't say but um, yeah yeah like just on in a way of like being friends like an internet friend I would say um like Tana Nessa Dixie um and then throughout this whole process also like Victoria Paris has been like so fucking kind to me that's awesome um almost like a big like sister even though she's like younger than me like yeah certain influence pinks like Pete and Remy like all these like influence made it like a career have been like extremely kind yeah reaching out like helping me navigate this I mean it's been a week I feel like it's been a year yeah but yeah I mean it's it's crazy because I was the ultimate consumer like I was fans of these people and like for years like just like was literally just like how everybody like how I am with Kardashians like I just was these people's fans and to like have personal relationships with them now it's just like yeah. absolutely insane. it's crazy I remember like similar to you I was like a really big fan I don't remember exactly who it was but I got like tossed in a like east coast tiktok group chat by like someone it's like new york city tiktokers and they were like oh eli's new in the group chat everyone say their name and people started saying their names and their handles and each one was like <gasps> to me i was like oh my god like these people i'm i'm like in a group chat with them like we're gonna talk like i'm a fan like i'm like a strictly a fan like please don't follow me but then i realized like they're just people they they're just creators like i am like you are now and like they just want to be friends and it's like it's yeah. crazy to like be normal person and like realize that <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like a Dixie stan. Love like, her. Always Dixie stan. And when she followed me on both, um, and Heidi, like the mom and her team, I was just like, "This is fucking wild." Yeah, like, I'm obsessed. I love her. That's so She's cool. Like, well, okay. So thoughts on the D'Amelio show because I was never like, I guess coming from like my own background, like my TikTok for you page up until probably recently was very much so like theater kid, like very niche humor, and then. For some reason, like, at some point, the D'Amelio started popping up a bunch, and so it inspired me to watch the show, because I was like, I kind of want to understand, since I've never been, like, followers of them. Fell in love with both of them, fell in love with the family, met Heidi on Fashion Week, literally gushed to her. Like, we were both crying. I was like, I'm, like, in awe of your parenting. I think it's, like, fucking amazing. I think your kids are, like, just the smartest, most gracious, like, beautiful, sweet girls. Like, I'm so sorry. It... I, like, was obsessed with the show, and I'm curious what your thoughts are as, like, queen of pop culture yourself. Yeah, so I watched it, obviously, right when it came out, um, and I was obsessed with it. I I think that's also, it honestly was one of the main reasons that inspired me to do the PR Moves video, because it was showing me, like, these influencers slash celebrities now, like, get so much hate for literally just doing their job. Like, it's Crazy. It's crazy and that the Amelia show is what opened up that whole like space in my brain where I was like how can this be avoided or like but then and then I watched like after watching it I saw the reaction from everybody from the show and like how their attitudes changed towards them yeah and I was like obviously not everybody has the platform to do these types of shows but it's just like it makes people like feel for them yeah. and like be realize that they're people and it like shifted everybody's perspective of them and I think it's one of the smartest things they've done yeah uh I loved it like I loved so every good. second of it so good I really like became I went from like just idle like I don't have anything bad to say about them I think they're sweet but I don't really consume their content to like full-blown fans of the whole family yeah. <laughs> and like yeah, no, everyone out there love them all um So I'm curious, I guess, like switching gears a little bit. I know it's only been a week, but you've been like steadily growing a little bit here and there before you like blew up. Has your life changed? I mean, I'm sure it has in the last week, but like what in what way? Like what have you felt? Like what's different? Everything has changed. Like literally everything has changed. I obviously am now changing career paths. I it's weird though because 
all of my friends, I've had, I have a very close group of friends who have been best friends with since like first grade. Like we've yeah. just like stayed close and people are reaching out to them being like, Oh my God, this is so crazy that this is happening to Robin. Like, how does she feel? Or people say that to me like, Oh my God, like, how does it feel? I'm like, it feels surreal. Obviously I haven't fully taken it in yet, but at the same time, I low key, like always knew or believed and hoped and dreamed that this would happen to me. And I'm a huge believer Aww. in manifestation. Yeah. So it's kind of like, this is crazy. And I can't believe this is real, but like, I've always wanted this for myself. And like two years ago, I really started manifesting, like writing things down, making dream yeah. boards. And like, I, this might sound hippy dippy to some people, but I not shit me. you not literally <laughs> the things that I wrote on my like 2019 manifestation list I would say like out of 20 like seven of them like or brands or people things I want to do have art just happened in this week and it's yeah. crazy because I'm like this I've always wanted I've spoken this into existence and now it's happening so even though it's like I was beaten down I was like ah, this isn't gonna happen I just have to settle for a realistic goal in the back of my mind I was always like wanting this to happen even from a young age like I was obsessed with each true Hollywood story and Oprah like I I just I don't know like my whole life I just like wanted to just like have an audience and like talk about this type of shit so my life has changed but at the same time like I'm still in my like Boston apartment like I'm still bartending and waitressing yeah which is gonna like soon but like it's like so much has changed but nothing's changed at the same time yeah and you're I think it's so special when it something like that happens to somebody who like number one deserves it but like you do but number two like comes from a place where they can tell a story like yours or like mine where it's like well I did a bunch of shit that I hated and I was miserable and I was beaten down and I fell on my face but the whole time I was like putting that good energy into the universe I also believe in manifestation like it's clearly it fucking works (laughs) And, like, I remember, like, when I started GBT two years ago, um, obviously everybody, like, from my hometown and stuff, like, they didn't necessarily follow it right away or maybe were, like, kind of, like, maybe shitting on it behind my back, obviously. Yeah. Like, you know, things go. Or, like, when the podcast ended and I kept doing it, people are like, well, she's just, like, clearly not giving up the dream. But, like, after two years, you would think somebody would be like, okay, fuck it, like, I'm it's not going to happen for me, which I like low key started to do, but I kept making content. Yeah. I knew I was like, if I was consistent with it, cause I would look at, this is like stupid, but like I would look at Kim Kardashian and I would look at Jen Atkins, like Jen Atkins, who's the Kardashians brand. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hair person who started the way, which is yeah. like a massive brand. Like she moved to LA when she was in her twenties for two years, moved back home to Ohio. I think it was where she was from, started to be in corporate. Cause she didn't believe in herself. And then like, she ended up blowing up and having like a massive career not yeah. later in life by any means but like in her 30s and Kim yeah. Kardashian's first ended up keeping up with Kardashian she was 27 it's like she was 27 when this started and now look at her it's like you're never too old oh to like yeah give up on your dream and like if you're consistent with it and you know it's gonna happen like it will happen eventually you just have to like ride it out and yeah. like believe in yourself and like not give up because it's never too late like I would always see those like corny ass um like Instagram quotes of being like blah 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 didn't discover Google till he was 37 like saying like age doesn't matter yeah. and you're like okay yeah whatever. but it's true like it's like if you want something, like, don't give up on it. Be consistent and, like, it will happen. The other thing is, like, you have one shot. Like, you have one chance to make it happen. Like, you're on this earth. Yeah. Like, just go for it. And I hope you're yeah. so proud of yourself because I, like, felt like I knew you because I'd been falling for a little bit before this all happened. And I was, like, watching and being like, fuck yeah. Like, this is what this deserved. Like, from day one, your content was so good and on point, And, like, I'm sure it was before I even saw, found you. And I'm sure other people yeah. feel the same way. Um, but yeah. I want to switch gears to, like, a lot of fun questions that I have for you that I'm just curious about pop culture. But the first yeah. thing is that I noticed that your um, Instagram bio is same birth chart as Kanye West. Like, we yes. need to unpack. Like, I love Kanye West. I mean, I love the Kardashians, love Kanye West. So I, yeah. I'm a huge fan. And what is that like? Like, what do you feel like? I mean, Gemini queen, like I love Gemini women, most powerful women in the world, but yeah. So I have the same big three as Kanye. So I have a Gemini sun, a cancer rising and a Pisces moon. Oh, I love that chart. Yeah. Um, 
which is why I think I understand Kanye so well. And like, I'll defend him till the day I die because like, I understand how his brain works. Yeah. We have the same victory because basically it's like this. So Gemini son, like my main sign is a Gemini. Obviously they're entertainers. They're creative. They're like intellects putting themselves out there, like intellectual, but have two sides to them. But like party or party, you know, just everything, which is obviously what people see Kanye as. But then having a Pisces moon, like I am so fucking sensitive, so emotional, so nostalgic, like just like also love to just like be in my house and like be to myself and cry and like listen to sad songs. But then a Cancer rising is like obviously what the world sees me as and Kanye. So kind of having like a hard exterior, but like such a soft inside and Cancers are all nostalgic which is like See. everything that I do and how yeah. the world sees me I, like, I'm so into like old school pop culture like diving back into like how things used to be and the mix of the three of those is like I put myself out there to the world but then if anything comes at me like I can't handle it because I'm so sensitive but I try to hide that by having a hard <laughs> exterior like that is Kanye that is literally so Kanye like, I, I like literally but also it's just like I, it makes me realize I'm like, I would be like a good fit with Kim. Yeah. Like it makes me be like, like I, me and Kim, like Libra, get along. obviously yeah. the Libra Gemini combo. Um, yeah. I love Kanye West as well. So when I saw that, I was like, oh hell yeah. Cause you know, there's some people that hate him. Like they just hate him. Yeah, of course but they did, like, I would say like when I'm defending him, it's like, I would hate him too. If I didn't understand where it's coming from. Like at the end of the day though, like Kanye is just like, a boy who misses his mom and like wants to create this dream life to fill the void at the, in the ultimate loss that he's had, which is of his mom. And with Kim, he used her like a life-size Barbie to create this perfect dream life that he thinks would make it, make him happy. And when it didn't, he lashed out and got manic and like, yeah. there's so much to it. And like, that could be a whole fucking podcast within itself. Totally. But, like, I get why take Kanye but you need to look into it like yeah he, the, his his interview with David was it David Letterman when he did that like Netflix special he did one with yeah too. I think so he was really really interesting as well yeah. I liked it and it made me like empathetic for him yeah well okay so on the basis of Kanye and Kim favorite celebrity couple of history of all time like the one that you just are just obsessed with or like a few okay this is like really hard for me because honestly I love Kanye and Kim but they're not my favorite and like that's a whole other story but I would say of all time I have to go back to like 2007 and 2008 like when I was in middle school and just like worshipped these couples like I am a Niley stan like I love Miley and Nick I saw that on your page so hard and also it's weird I would say because like Justin Bieber is like my number one like I'm fangirl Justin Bieber like men like that's a whole like that is a whole part of my personality yeah and it's not that like I think Selena and Justin was like my favorite couple because I do love him and Haley I just think that like I loved that like era of pop culture yeah around like Jelena and like I don't know I would say probably Nick and Miley I'm trying to think also like old school people might not resonate with this but um Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar yeah. like I think they're one of the OG Hollywood couples that like they're still together now and like in the late 90s when they met like I just love their story but that's like old school I would say currently my favorite couple I really do I don't know if people are gonna like this or not I love Kaya and Jacob Lordy oh yeah I, I don't know like I just like love couples that like look hot together oh just, so like, good or like, but honestly I think a better question would be like what celebrity couples like I don't like yeah like, everybody like because I feel like I have more of those and the top of the list is Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds oh my god give me the reason I just don't know much about her but I love him <laughs> I think that his jokes on social media when he's like does the birthday oh, post him. for her he does like birthday posts for her, but like we'll have her like cut out of it. You uh, know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen like BuzzFeed article about that. You know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just yeah, yeah, yeah. 
journey, I don't like it. Like, and that I would say that's like one of the main celebrity couples that like I don't like at all. Um, I'm trying to think of other couples. What about Megan and MGK? Um. Okay. So I was obsessed (laughs) with them. I loved them so much. I thought it was perfect. I thought it was nostalgic yet current, which is like literally my me. But I will say, um, I. Even though I'm a massive fan, I think, honestly, like, it was hotter when it was a little bit more mysterious. I think that, like, you're everywhere now doing interviews and, like, my blood, like, your blood. The weed. They just put everything online. And it's, like, I think that, like, if it was a little more private, I would, like, enjoy it a little bit more. Because then it leaves more to the imagination of thinking, like, oh, my God, like, I wonder what they're like. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I like them, but I do, I do, like, oh, Going back, my favorite couple of yeah. all time. I honestly Scott think it's Scott and Courtney. Like, yeah. I'm so problematic. No, I am too. And I literally watched the show, old episodes, just the ones where they're happy because it just, it, it seems like end game to me and it doesn't that mean I'm not happy for her. It's just, yeah, it's, no. it hurts my but, heart. Like, I, I am happy for her. Like, I'm happy yeah. for her. And it's weird to think though this is like the first time she's been engaged. Like, yeah. that must like be fucking scott the champion problems by taylor swift like i can't yeah it really is i felt bad for him on that day like i and i thinking about it i made a video that was like super viral on tiktok about it and i was talking about like can someone check in on scott and the comments were like why do you even care what scott thinks he had a shot and i was like well the kardashians use scott as a pawn to make people feel bad for an underdog like that's his purpose in my eyes like he's an underdog yeah and we root for him because we all root for the underdog yeah, exactly. And, but, like, at the same time, like, so my college thesis in communications was, like, I did, like, a massive study on how um, Chuck and Blair, like, the rela- the Chuck and Blair relationship on Gossip Girl is, like, ruining how, like, females, like, romanticize relationships in the media mm. and how, like, we're born to, like, kind of root for, like, an abusive mentally abusive relationship because we think that's romance because of these shows that we're watching um and I think Scott and Courtney are like the perfect example of that but like I'm feeding into it and they are I'm not their relationship is abusive whatsoever but it's like we root for like the the turbulent couple that was like perfect that the challenge the challenge the the chase like the underdog I want to read your thesis that sounds so good it was like and everybody else did theirs on like Wall Street or something (laughs) I was like Chuck and Blair you knew what was coming you knew that you were about to be like tiktok's pr pop culture queen um okay so next one what is your best pop culture hot take or like celebrity hot take my best pop culture i well like i kind of what we were discussing i my hot take is definitely about how like kanye isn't the villain like he's actually like the underdog that's one of my hot takes i would say most of my shit about the Kardashians, I'm trying to think of something that's, like, unpopular. This is, like, random, but it, I don't even know if you can call it a hot take, and I know you're probably going to disagree with me because you're a theater major, and I was a theater nerd as well, so, like, I Hell it. yeah. But I think, like, Anna Kendrick, Pitch Perfect, like, that whole era, like, it makes me nauseous. I don't like her, so I actually do agree. Pitch Perfect okay, is cool. a feel-good movie for me, but I... There's something about her, and it's not that she's thin, but it looks like if I blew on her, she would blow away, and it has nothing to do with how much she weighs. I just think she's, like, weak. Like, I don't, I'm like, can you give me something? I just don't like her. I don't know. Like, that whole era of, like, pitch-perfect acapella, like, cup song. It's horrible. Like, like, you know. (laughs) Like, 2012 core. Like. No, and, like, but then, like, even that type of comedy, just, like, I'm a mermaid running, laying down. Like, that, just, like, that type of comedy, you know what I'm talking about. Like, like the fat Patricia, fat Amy, like, cringe. I'll never get on board with it. Also, like, yeah, I, I would I'm trying to think of, like, TikTok hot takes, like, or, like, things that I think about, like, the Gen Z generation I that I think is, like, unpopular. But, like, I'm also, I think that, like, with media and everything, like, even just, like, clickbait, um... Like, relationships on TikTok, Hype House, uh, fucking Addison and Bryce. Like, all these these things that, like, people, like, shit on or, like, think that, like, it's the downfall of media. Like, 
and that's kind of like their hot take or like oh my god these girls are getting paid so much money to like dance on the internet like I'm the opposite of that yeah. like I think that like everything happening right now we could shit on anything that's going on in pop culture but like they're getting their bag yeah you know what I mean they're getting a paycheck so like, yeah I would also say maybe a hot take would be that people think that the podcasting industry is saturated or that like social media in general is saturated and like there's not space for like new people to come on people even say that about tiktok like yeah. oh, i missed my chance like i could have gotten big during the pandemic i think that like that's completely wrong like there's a space there's space for everybody like you just need to like find your niche if you have something like, to say that, that people want to listen to they're gonna listen yeah exactly i think that's another like hot take of mine is people being like it's so saturated like everybody's a podcast like everybody's trying to be an influencer everybody's trying to be a blogger like it's so saturated but like I think like the complete opposite like, yeah I think yeah, now more than ever it's like there's more eyes on this this app and like you are getting pushed in front of x amount of eyes that would never see you before yeah it's like everybody has a chance to like it's make it crazy what's your hot take oh that's a really good one my hot take oh my god I feel like I have so many that get me like canceled left right center like people will like fucking freak out at me on tiktok all the time for my hot takes um okay i'm like a huge glee fan and i think that glee was like the revolutionary television show of the early 2000s and whenever people point out problems with it and they're like well this was this or this was that or this is problematic i'm like do you understand what that was in 2008 to even make a show and have that be the cast and be like Yes, of course they should have used a disabled actor and not put, like, an able-bodied actor in a wheelchair, but it was 2008. People, like, shit all over Glee to the high heaven. They'll take it and, like, run it through the mud these days, and I'm like, but you have to understand, like, the time period in which it was created, like, it it was a movement. That's, like, a complete movement, so I'm a stan. Um, what are your thoughts on Corey Monteith and Lee Michelle? That's a good question. And a cold take is that I don't like her. I just think that she's based on what I've heard about the entertain, like her working with her in the entertainment world is that she's just terrible to work with and cruel. And like the whole cast has basically said that, but I don't think it makes it any less heartbreaking, heartbreaking what happened. And I do believe that there was something there. Like, I don't think that their relationship was nothing. The photo of her taking the jersey out of the studio on the last day of shooting makes me sick. Also like that episode, I actually can't watch like, um, the quarterback you feel my love oh my god also I do firmly oh this is a hot take I think that she I think Rachel Berry carries the show and I also think that she's not the villain I just think she's the one that cares the most about it and she's willing to do anything for them to win and all the other kids want to win too but they're not willing to put in the same effort and without her they would just lose like she's actually the only thing yeah I also think that I mean, I was I was a massive Glee fan as well. Yes. Um, have you seen the conspiracy theories about her not being able to read? Did you watch that video? Yeah, that video or the one that she's killing everybody off. That one too. Yeah, well, did, do you think she can read? I think she can read only because if you're a child on Broadway, like they're not hiring a kid who can't read a script. And that's how she started. So like, that's why yeah. logically... What's your favorite Broadway play? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to go basic and say it has to be Wicked. Like, I'm very critical of Broadway. That's actually probably, like, my ma- major hot take. Like, every show I walk out of, I'll have something to say. I think it's just that I studied it. And, like, I love to, like... I think the way that you love to break down pop culture, I love to break down theater. And so I was, like, on my Instagram story today talking about how I hate Dear Evan Hansen. Like, I think the music is really good, but I think it's, like... I just don't understand, like, if you pull back and, like, look at what happened, like... A kid committed suicide, right? Like, tragic. And then another kid gets put in the wrong place at the wrong time, and he has anxiety, but he wants to hook up with the sister. So instead of saying anything, like, he just gets roped into this thing. But then somehow we feel bad for him. And I'm like, I think about it if, like, that was my family, like, we would not feel bad for him at the end. Like, I just think it, like, wraps it up in this pretty bow. And, like, the music is amazing. Like, Ben Platt's amazing. Like, that's a whole other thing. But I just, like... I was going off about how I just think it's like triggering and like unfinished and like strangely like doesn't villainize him in the way I think that he should maybe be like a little bit more of a villain or like a little bit more evil. Like I don't see him as this like total good guy. So like that's definitely a Broadway hot take of mine. I have a lot of Broadway hot takes, but favorite is Wicked and I'm bouncing the question to you. Wicked, Wicked was the first show I ever saw. And so my good. mom, she asked my 
my mom actually ended up um, passing away when I was 20. But like, one, and I have three sisters. So one of the only things me and my mom ever did in my childhood that was like just me and my mom was like we went and saw Wicked. Mm-hmm. That was like the first Broadway show I saw. And it like changed me. But I also grew up doing musical theater. Yeah. And the first like theater play that I was in was Bye Bye Birdie. And I was Ursula. I love um, it. Soft spot in my heart for Bye Bye Birdie Wicked. And then also, like, I, this is maybe a hot take, um, when they did um, Legally Blonde, the show on MTV, where they so were, like, good. finding the next Elle Woods. Yeah, so um, good. That was a movement, and, like, that will always have, Wait, like, a soft spot in my heart. you should make a TikTok about that. Because everybody, yeah, I, everybody remembers it. Like, everybody remembers it. It's on YouTube. It, it's still there. I've watched it since. Like, I have gone yeah. back. It's so good. And, like, Whenever I'm on like um, the Peloton or like a workout machine, I always think of the episode where they had to sing like "Oh my God" on the bike. Yes, like, yeah. they had to, like, <laughs> Dude, oh my God, you guys on the bike! It's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah. good. Um, okay, another one. If you could be on anyone's PR team, like you're the head, like you're gonna head all of their PR. Anybody in the world, who do you choose? This is a good question because I could go in two directions, like. I could go into a direction of somebody who is like smaller, who I think I could like make massive and like grow from the start where I could like join a team of like experts already who are like already doing an amazing job. Um, I would say if I was going to pick like a big name, obviously it'd be Kim. Yeah. Um, like she is, she is the moment. Like she is my She's, life. She like, just is the moment. I love I, her. She just, she just is like my Kim. Like I, she is the reason I, do what I do and if I was going to choose somebody small who's not small that's like the bad word but um I would probably go with um Indie Blue because she is such a fucking innovative storyteller what she's doing with her brand what she's doing with film like she was like the first person who I saw on social media like have such a vision that was so fucking authentic and like her audience grew so big from it and I think she's like destined for greatness and like I would love to like be on that team and she's so she's so nice and like uh, she was one of the first people to follow me as well but like dream big person Kim but like in the real world like I would love to um do like Indie Blue because she's like my favorite influencer person on the internet that I like look up to I love okay so going directly off of that favorite Kardashian which I think I know the answer and favorite Kardashian brand okay my favorite Kardashian this is hard not really but it's like I love them all for different reasons and like I'm definitely I have three sisters and I'm definitely I'm not the Kim of my sisters but Kim Kim is my favorite be for a couple of reasons like Kim is so nostalgic yeah. Kim is just so on top of everything finger on the pulse and like she is just my life I love her she's my favorite Kardashian my least favorite Kardashian I'm not gonna answer that question <laughs> um, favorite Kardashian brand I would so this might even be controversial but like OG, I might have to go with Kylie Cosmetics because I think it was like the f- I don't you like I I kind of fell off the Kylie Cosmetics train. Yeah. But like when that launched and like what she's built from Kylie Cosmetics, like is just fucking insane. Like that, like obviously the Kardashians were always massive, but that changed the game for the Kardashians. Yeah, I think she and did a little I, bit too. I've never even tried skims. I want to, so I couldn't say skims. I love skims. But, like, I, Kylie Cosmetics is, like, my favorite Kardashian brand. Yeah. And the partnership they do, like, even though the Freddie, uh, what is it called? Freddie. Nightmare Before Elm. Yeah. Whatever, that, um, even though people were, like, shitting on it and, like, they're like, that's crazy. But it's, like, it's amazing. Like, it's wild. She's doing, like, her partnership with the Grinch, like, I think that she should do a partnership with Bratz. Like, I think the partnerships she does are so creative, cool. Like, it's just Kylie. Like, I think she has the greatest, even though Kim is the best businesswoman, I think Kylie is the most creative Kardashian and it shows in everything. Yeah. I, I'm going to highly recommend that you try Good American. Like, I slept on it because I'm like a massive consumer of their brands. Not Kylie Cosmetics yet, but I do have some Kylie skin stuff and I have skims. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a pair of good American jeans. I'm going to invest. They're so fucking expensive, but I'm finally going to do it. Best jeans I've ever owned in my life. 
I've heard that. They're I've so heard good. That. They're like amazing. They're amazing. And that's kind of. I don't know. It's it's not slept on it at all but like i think chloe could maybe be doing uh like good americans should be known more just as much as skims because yeah. they've been out for like five years yeah and i think that they could do similar collaborations to like what skims is doing with fendi like or even not as a high fashion because i know a lot of people say that she's meant to represent like a more affordable or attainable like lifestyle in a way but obviously we're pulling away from that but i feel like she could still like even my mom was saying like wouldn't it be amazing if she could get a massive deal and put it in target like, and do a yeah, special I, line for Target or something. Yeah, but let us never forget that the Kardashians' first clothing line ever was with Sears. <laughs> Have you made a video about that? I didn't know that. No, it was the Kardashian collection. It was with Sears, and they also had a um, collection with Kmart. Oh, my fucking God. And their stores, Dash. Dash. And then Smooch. Smooch was, like, the store next to Dash. It was, like, a baby, like, kid's store. I literally that, like, can't. It's crazy to think that. And even when you go back to watch the first season of Kardashians, they were still running Dash and Calabasas for the first, like, four or five seasons. Yeah. And they had to get security, obviously, after time. But it's, like, they were just, like, a local boutique. For so long. And then now it's, like, beyond famous. Like, they just wouldn't. Yeah, like, it's, it's crazy. But I also think that, like, the Kardashians getting so famous and like throwing their brand so much off of like an e reality show just kind of showed the direction that like media was going to go in yeah. and it's like we are more likely to follow and be fans of people who we feel like we know and are relatable rather than like george clooney brad pitt like all these old school hollywood actors that were once people like yeah. they were once like the moment but now it's like we feel watching these people like achieve their dreams like it's like it it's almost like a high for their fans you know what I mean it's like you watch the process you feel so like connected to them and you feel like they're so relatable but that's also when they get super famous that people start to turn on them yeah because it's like like they're going away from who we met them as yeah like obviously people evolve and become successful it's like the life cycle like there's a pinpoint of becoming famous enough that you just start getting canceled and then people kind of just leave you alone because they realize you're so famous that one you don't give a shit and two you're still making money and also their hate comments are helping you make more money i know it's crazy it's insane insane. um okay so my last question for you what are some of your favorite brands that like you currently consume that you just love because i feel like you have such good pop culture and pr opinions and like so so many creative ideas i'm wondering what do you consume and this could be like anything like makeup food drinks coffee places like clothes like what is your favorite shit that you're like, they're just rocking it? I would say some of my favorite brands are from like influencers. I'll start with that is definitely Lonely Ghost by Indie Blue. That yeah. was like one of the first like brands from an influencer that I started using and loving. I would say not like influencer brands. I'm trying to think. I have really um, sensitive skin. Like I have really bad eczema. And, like, I just started to get it this year, like, eczema and psoriasis, which I felt like a Kardashian because Kim has fucking psoriasis. So I was like, oh, <laughs> You are a Kardashian. Um, but, you know, this is going to be so random, but, like, La Roche, they are, like, skincare products that are sold at, like, CVS, Walgreens, all yeah. that. If you have sensitive skin, their products literally changed my life. Like, I, I cannot talk about them, emo- like, enough. They have, like, an eczema line as well. Yeah. So if you have sensitive I would definitely use that. My favorite products for my hair are um, two. So I have The Way, which is like O-U-I-I. Like, you know that brand. Yeah. Their shampoo and conditioner changed my hair, changed my life. So crazy. But also, I don't know if anybody you guys can relate. I was washing my hair and it was getting greasy like the next day. Like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Like, literally right after I blew it out, my hair was greasy. So I started using DP Hughes ACB scrub and you don't even need to use that brand, but using a, like a scalp scrub once mm. a week, it literally breaks down all of the product that's built up in your hair. Yeah. Causing it greasy, obsessed with it. I love it so much. I want it now. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it literally is fucking insane. And then I would say for like makeup in like makeup, skincare products, um, I'm obsessed with ColourPop. Um, they are super 
affordable. The pigmentation's great. It's a brand I've been like obsessed with forever. I'm trying to think of one other category, like food or like coffee. I'm not that much of a coffee drinker. Surprises um, me because the energy. You have so much energy. Stupid. Um, but I will say from Starbucks, if you get the matcha lemonade, so it's just like matcha with like lemonade from Starbucks, it's not that bad for you. And it is fucking amazing. So Ooh. that's literally what I can do. Okay. And then reality TV. I'm like everything but reality Okay, TV. then one more question. Favorite reality TV show, not the Kardashians. <laughs> Love Island UK. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, Love Island UK changed my fucking life. The season with then, um, Nathan and what's his name? That's my favorite season. And Kara. Um, well, did you see Tommy and Molly's house got broken into yesterday and no. they had like a million dollars worth of stuff stolen from them? Oh my God. Shit. Kardashian style look crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, but also like vintage reality MTV shows like Living Beach, The Hills, all that. And yeah. then I'm a massive bra fan so I'm like a big reality Vanderpump Rahoney Housewives of Beverly Hills that's literally what I consume the most of could you ever see yourself going into that er that range of things and like doing like reality tv show stuff and like either like producing your own reality tv show or something like that yeah I would like I mean I think growing up I was obsessed with the real world and like I I think that's always been like a dream of mine but um it would depend on, like, yeah. the situation. Like, I don't think I would ever, like... I mean, I would... Do you know what my dream would be? My dream would be to go on Love Island UK. Oh, my God. You should apply. Island. Apply. That would be I so be amazing. first American, like, on Love Island UK. I, I see it for you. Um, And whenever yeah. you're in New York next, we have to do something, like, hang out with everybody. Um, It's a really good community yeah, here. Be, I'll be in New York soon Um, due to stuff, so I will definitely let you know. We Yay. have to, like, sit like talk yeah I I want to pick your brain and listen to Glee because I just I always feel like people think women who like this kind of stuff that both of us like but that you're building a career on it's superfluous it's silly it's stupid it fills your head with air and I'm like the Kardashians are literally a cog in the machine of American society that you're just not understanding like half the shit we do is because of them yeah they're gonna be in history like it's just crazy so oh and then one last thing plug yourself where can we find you if yeah. you haven't already so on um instagram it's at girl boss town g-i-r-l-b-o-s-s-t-o-w-n tiktok is the same thing that's basically the two things i'm on currently Yay. give it a follow I'll let me know also like um when it comes to i love like hearing your guys's opinions on like what PR moves for brands I should do next. So even if you don't give me a follow, like let me know what you guys are interested in. Cause I'm trying to like diversify it. Like yesterday I did small businesses. Sometimes I do celebrities, sometimes I do brands, sometimes yeah. I do influencers. I mean, it's good to like, I like to hear like what people want or talking. About. I would so. love to see you do fast food, like Domino's. Like, is it savable? Like, can you make it like, cause it's such a good idea. Like I, I love Domino's. Like, I'm a fucking stan. And like, I love McDonald's, but like, because I they're, love- like, you could really go in with those, and I think it'd be really fun. Yeah. Well, when I did Target, um, that, like, cause Target reached out on my TikTok and commented to us, um, and then I made a video for them. That one was fun, too. Yeah. Like brand. Oh, my God. Okay, so, I can't wait for you. I'm so happy for you, and thank you so much. I can't wait to meet in person. No, thank you. Yeah, you're the best. All right, bye. Bye.